So Max, thank you so much for joining us on this show. Um, we need to tell everybody, we, well, we first broke the news about the play um, a while back uh, for Broadway radio listeners, but if you would just like give us a little deep dive into you because we didn't get to talk to you previously. Um, so this is, I feel like this is now a series called like playwright to playwright where I'm like, also, how did you write this? <laughs> um, but please like, yeah, just give us a little intro about who you are. Cause we're so excited to have you on the show. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, in terms of who I am, uh, I started writing plays when I was in high school. Um, I grew up in New York city in the Manhattan section of New York city. famously where theater is. Um, And I had a play at the New York Fringe Festival when I was 17. Uh, We were lucky enough to get the Cherry Lane Theater for that. That's my dream theater. That is is the theater. It is gorgeous. (laughs) I look forward to, I I think I firmly am looking forward to seeing what A24 does with it. I think think it's gonna be cool. I think that's gonna be net positive, but that's another conversation. Beautiful theater, got super lucky with that. And there were some sort of public interest, I wanna say, articles written around that time that were sort of baby does thing. It was like, he's 17 years old, writing a play. Uh, They were not like rave stellar reviews of the play. But through that, I ended up getting agents. Uh, This was in 2012. So the sort of playwright to TV pipeline wasn't as solidified in my mind. Um, so I was like, cool, I'm going to keep sending you guys these half-baked play ideas. You will have them produced off-Broadway. It will all go great. That's not what happened. Um, and I moved to LA after school, did some film and TV stuff for a while. And then this play really came out of both working in tech and also the pandemic. This is very much, um, it is not pandemic subject matter wise. It in fact takes place in January of 2020. So directly pre-pandemic, but it is certainly inspired by spending copious amounts of time alone and on the internet. So that's a little bit about where I think I'm coming from. No, it's really helpful. I, I think that like a lot of these like tech conscious or like socially, like what's going on here type of plays, people have this kind of like unrealistic expectation that it's like, oh, well, we will, I mean, like 2020, like it's going to be like Elon Musk is the center of this. And we're like, actually, no, there's more, there's more. No, I think so many of the narratives we get around tech sort of are so macro that it makes it hard to conceptualize and hard for us to really dramatize. Um, this is really, the play is really about the human cost of technology and one one person's incredibly individuated uh, experience with that. But there is really, there's it's very deliberate in the play. The, the play, in summary, is a, a young woman works at a giant tech company and has a um, sort of biblically bad day, uh, which uh, creates, causes her to be a subject of a viral video and forces her into company-mandated counseling. So there's no mention of any specific company. There's no mention of any CEOs. Um, It's really trying to humanize tech, which is the sort of ubiquitous thing, especially in the lives of laymen like myself who, you know, don't really engage with it from an inside angle. So it's really an attempt to try to take the macro and make it micro and make it human. 
No, that's beautiful. I think that anytime there's a subject matter that we are obviously all, we everyone has an opinion on every single thing that we learn about technology, even totally. when we don't know the inside of it, the more you can humanize those interactions, and especially people that work within those confines, the more uh, empathy that we have for for any type of dealings on. So please, and and correct me if I'm wrong, because we when we first spoke about the show, we called it Job and we've called it Job. Wow, so is great. that meant to? <laughs> yes, definitely. Is, Love is that. Is that meant to, to be uh, a play on that word, especially since you said a, a biblically bad day? Tell us a little bit about the title there. Biblically bad day was actually a slip of the tongue, but the job <laughs> job pun is definitely intended. I'm really interested as someone who grew up, sort of as as we say, culturally Jewish, without a strong sort of rules based. Uh, religious background. I'm really fascinated by religion and by theology and spirituality. And I've always been really drawn to the story of Job and this pious person who is gifted nothing but suffering for their obedience. I also enjoy God's sort of pettiness in that story, that the whole thing is sort of to like win a, a wager with Satan. That sort of humanizing of this spiritual entity was always really attractive to me and interesting. And I'm interested, I'm sure there is, there's probably some etymological research that I should have done around the word job and the word job. That can't be a coincidence that it's the thing that we suffer through every day. But yeah, that is very intentional. The play is definitely called job, but the, the confusion is super welcome. We love it. Okay, good. Well, I, I like hearing that. That means we weren't totally off base. No, not at all. Um, I was really struck by, especially your key art with uh, Sydney Lemon and Peter Friedman. Really excited that you have these two on board for this. And this is a two-person play. Correct. From, for all that we understand. I'm fascinated. Like, uh, whenever you are, I mean, a playwright is somewhat a part of this, but also, like, there's, like, casting and direction and all that stuff that's involved. Like, what were you seeking out when you were creating these characters and, and what have you started to see form within these two uh, in the rehearsal space? Like, how has that been? It st- sort of started from a place of archetyping, which is a helpful lesson, I think, for some playwrights. I'll just say for myself that I learned from television that you don't always have to approach a project as like, let me reinvent the wheel. It can just be a detective procedural that is your version of that. Um, or a rom-com that is your version of that. I felt like I was putting impetus on myself to try to come up with the most original thing ever. So it really started from wanting to explore a generational divide and it takes place in the Bay Area. So Peter Friedman plays a character who is sort of an old hippie. Sydney plays a young millennial tech worker. Um, So that was sort of the backbone of the characters. I will say the thing that made me want to work with both Sydney and Peter, besides their impressive resumes and being familiar with their work, was just how their interpretations of the character were totally different and so pretty far from what I sort of thought of the characters as. And hearing both of them read for the first time, I was just dumbstruck and I thought this is so exciting that they're going to just challenge what's on the page and really make it their own in this really cool way. 
No, that's so nice to hear. I feel like sometimes you're like, this is, but this is how I heard them. Like, this is how they have to sound. And so like you all being willing to play with that and kind of expound upon, I mean, they're so, they're both, you know, so impressive in their own right. I know that we've talked a lot about Peter on Broadway radio, not only through Succession, but also through like Ragtime and his other theatrical, you know, ventures and stuff. So I think it's kind of cool to see such a, like an intense you know, it says it's a thriller and I'm thinking it's a thriller <laughs> uh, with these two. So it's really exciting. Peter, I just would go on the record and say it cannot be said publicly enough that he is also just the nicest, kindest person as a, as is Sydney. But Peter, as an older actor and an actor of a different generation, his willingness to collaborate and his spirit of generosity has really set the tone for the room. And he is just a 10 out of 10 mensch to work with and i only i only mention that specifically because i've you know working with older actors you know the backbone of my theater experience is like working with my friends so sometimes it can be daunting to bring someone with a lot of experience um and an impressive resume into that process but peter is just the loveliest it's also like you know you're talking about people of a certain time having done theater and you're also in your work writing about people of a certain time in tech and like, you're kind of mixing both worlds in that moment of like, it's kind of like your art is informing you as a human and also just like, oh, like I'm, I'm really working with like the people that uh, help shape what I do. <laughs> so. Completely. When he's telling stories about, you know, Jan Maxwell and, and Mike Nichols and all, all these oh, Jesus. heroes of the past, <laughs> you're, you're both very intimidated and, and incredibly excited to be in a room with this person. Yeah. That's super special. Um I know that it's it's a limited run. Yes. Um you guys have a strictly limited engagement right now September 6th through October 8th at Soho Playhouse. I know that there was also like an extension in that as well. Like so it's it's pretty tight. Is it because there are other plans? There's just a lot at play, people's schedules, all that stuff or are there plans to bring it somewhere else? Cause it's, I mean, you've got a 90 minute two person show. That's like everybody's favorite thing. <laughs> totally. I mean, there have been some preliminary, very, very preliminary conversations about what would happen next. We would love for it to have a life after this. I think that's always been the goal. Uh, the we, the idea of the five week run was just to sort of see if we could build see a little bit could. of, yeah, yeah li- build a little fan base and a little momentum it's so funny. Like every time we talk to people in theater that they say a similar thing, like, Oh, five week run, you know, it's pretty tight. And, you know, staring down the barrel of five weeks, 178 seats a night. I'm like, Oh yeah, it actually from here, it like doesn't feel super tight, but things are going well so far. So I have, you know, nothing to be nothing. I can't, I don't have a right to be nervous just yet, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we would love to extend to that sixth week would love to figure out what the, what the ongoing life of the show is. It's really, it's really exciting. I've just heard a lot of, especially like the dramaturgy TikTok of it all has been very excited about this play. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. No, no, truly. Like I have a lot of people in a group chat being like, okay, like when is everybody going to see jobs? So um, it's really cool. I'm really excited to like see where all this goes, but otherwise like you've got a great team. And um, was there anything that you wanted to just like impart to people that they might not already get from what's out there of the show that you want people to hopefully either take away or, you know, what would give them just any more juice from, from all of this? That's such a great question. 
I think hopefully the show will actually run more like an hour 10, an hour 20. And I would just tell everyone to make plans for after to, to sit and talk to about talk it. About hopefully it. it. Uh, that sounds presumptuous on my part, but I really, that is, I think if we've engineered one thing about the play, um, it's that for it to be a discussion starter, particularly intergenerationally, but it's so, it's very twist based. It's very, it leaves a lot of questions of like what actually happened here. And that is always the best feeling for me as a theater goer to leave the theater and, and feel like you could talk about the play for hours and hours. So that, that would be my recommendation is to, is to go get a drink with a group of friends after. Well, that's perfect. So recommendation is once you've left the theater for Soho Playhouse, take your pictures outside, post about it, and then go down the street to Sugarfish or Mustache or wherever you have to go and get a oh, little yeah. drink and talk to some people. So Max, Great. thank you so much for, for joining us today. This is so lovely. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. This was yeah. such a pleasure.